Hello and welcome, friends, to another edition of Sustainability Now, live in studio in the Habern Building on Forward Radio, WFMPLP Louisville. We broadcast at 106.5 FM and live stream to the world at forwardradio.org. And we want you to go to that website, become a part of our community radio station today. Maybe that's your New Year's resolution. That's what we're going to be talking about today on Sustainability Now. With me, Justin Mogg, is New Year's resolutions and maybe even green cleaning up after the holidays. So perhaps a New Year's resolution for you is to get more involved in your community. And what better way than joining us in making media that matters here on Forward Radio, your community radio station. If you've got an issue that you feel is undercovered, in the mainstream media, uh, or if if you've got a community you want to highlight, or maybe some piece of culture like music, the music scene in Louisville, or something like that, we'd love to have your voices behind these microphones, uh, and you can participate at forwardradio.org, pitch us a show today, or maybe become a volunteer behind the scenes as well. It also takes a lot of people doing things like bookkeeping and maintaining our website and our social media and all that stuff. We'd love to have you at forwardradio.org, and also you could chip in a few bucks to help keep us on the air it only takes twenty dollars a day to keep this great community resource going so join us at forwardradio.org well i'm really really excited to be live on the air today what a great way to kick off 2021 than by doing a live show with some friends who have been on the program before mm-hmm. and are always such a treat for our listeners and i always love highlighting the work of the louisville sustainability council so i've got with me in the studio ellen trahan the brand new board chair for the LSC. Welcome, Ellen. Hey, Justin. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you here all masked up. We extra spritz to the microphones to stay safe <laughs> in this pandemic. And Julia Murray is with us again, program manager for the Louisville Sustainability Council. Welcome, Julia. Hey, Justin. Glad to be here. She is uh, pregnant and going to chill today. I'm kicked back. <laughs> She's kicked back. I'm lax. Yeah, it feels good. We're so glad you're powering through and joining us today on the air. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation today about New Year's resolutions and and green cleaning after the holidays. And and what I want to start out with is just for a reminder for folks who are not familiar with this organization, what is the Louisville Sustainability Council and who is it? Well, um, this is Julia, program manager. Um, the Louisville Sustainability Council, I feel like, is so many things. I know. <laughs> so many things, trying to fit it in one sentence. But basically, we exist to connect and convene the community, right. um, to provide accessible, equitable resources and programming and events, um, just really to not only gather the individual community, but the nonprofit organization, educational sectors as a whole. Um, so we're trying to really serve Louisville as being the green go-to umbrella. So it's our mission um, to connect communities, convene strategically, and create programs, events, and resources for a sustainable and equitable future. Yeah, so a lot to unpack there. We won't won't have time for all of it, but we're going to talk about some of the programs and specific uh, objectives of the council as we go through our conversation here today. But I want to pull in Ellen for thoughts about sort of the vision. Why do you get excited about this work? And, and what do you see as the, the visionary role of the Louisville Sustainability Council? Well, I mean, I think that Louisville, um, we have such an interesting role in our state. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that 
my vision for the Louisville Sustainability Council and something that's kind of been with it from the beginning is literally just those verbs, the connecting and convening, because we have uh, we have so many different groups and individuals that all have a passion for sustainability. Yeah. And it's so easy to get redundant right. uh, when mm-hmm. you're not communicating. Yeah. And part of communicating is getting together. And so I think that's really where sustainab- the S- Louisville Sustainability Council lies, is at that crossroads of getting people together so that they can pool resources, pool knowledge, and really make sure that what they're doing is what's needed for the community and that they're not being redundant. Yeah, and when when you see groups, there's many different groups, I think it's important to recognize we're not just talking here about like environmental advocacy groups. Sure, there are some of those. Mm -hmm. I wish there were more, honestly. But we're also talking about things like businesses right that are interested in sustainability Mm -hmm. we're talking about like churches Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone we're talking about all kinds of institutions organizations big and small Mm -hmm. that are trying to make the world a better place trying to think about environmental social economic concerns right and not enough hand holding is happening in louisville so that we can be stronger together i think Mm -hmm. that's that's for me what's really exciting about it absolutely and we're really trying to focus this year on our collective impact model Mm. and we're all doing these amazing things around the city but if we were to come together and share networks mm-hmm. and thoughts and collaborate right. on projects i mean that that's what it takes to be, to have a sustainable movement it takes everybody and i think we're we have all these great things but it's so isolated from one another mm-hmm. and we you know ellen's new to n- new chair to the board and as soon as she came in she's like we need to get everyone together we need we mm-hmm. have the resources right here in the city um we have the chance to make a really big impact so i think that's really our 2021 goal is to connect uh and convene as many like you said businesses uh educational systems as as possible yeah and i I know that we're talking about new year's resolutions and i know for a fact that there are nonprofits and businesses and groups out there that have new year's resolutions that could be met by other nonprofits Mm -hmm. and businesses and other groups so if we could just get them together we can make some some magic happen yeah i mean that's so obvious when you think about something like shopping local Mm -hmm. but it's not just shopping like this is not just like a capitalist solution to sustainability right there Mm -hmm. are so many other ways we can support each other and like you've said there's like so many resources in our community already we are not a poor we're scrappy in a lot of ways (laughs) in kentucky right there's no doubt about that we get it done with what we've got but we can't we can't pretend that louisville doesn't have enough we we do have enough Mm -hmm. it's just not being directed in the right places and the mm-hmm. right times in the right coordinated manner. And I think it's important at this point to bring up the role of Louisville Metro government. Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't Louisville Metro government be responsible for convening everyone? Well, in some ways they do, but they also participate in the Sustainability Council too, mm-hmm. right? Talk a little bit about that relationship with the government. Yeah, so um, we have, well, we, we really have three seats on our board um, for the Metro Council. Um, one or two comes to each board meeting. But we do a lot of our collaboration through them, right? We want our goals to be aligned with the city's goals. We're all wanting the same things. We're right. all working toward, mm-hmm. like, people forget that. You know, we, we want to become green and sustainable and lower our greenhouse gas emissions. However, we are separate entities. Um, and so they really have strategy and data that's something that we don't do we don't collect data there's so many things that 
other organizations do so well, okay. um, but they're lacking in other areas. And so for us, we have the energy, we have the networks. And so really, we are just serving as the conduit between Metro and the people, between Louisville Grows and and Elcan or you know right. that that's mm-hmm. just that is our role everyone's already doing the work let's just connect them and get that impact yeah. and i think part of the beauty of what the LSC does is we don't have an agenda other than connecting and convening. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so it creates this blank slate where people feel comfortable to come together and talk about what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure those, I mean, that creates a possibility for important conversations that aren't happening anywhere else. So I really value this work I'm, and I'm excited to have seen it grow. I mean, it's a, like a 10-year-old organization Yep, now. 10 years. This is our wow. 11th year. 11th oh. year just started. <laughs> uh, if folks want to learn more and and play along at home, you can go to Louisville Sustainability Council.org. I uh, imagine y'all are also on the socials. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Louisville Sustainability Council on Facebook. And let's see, we just changed our Instagram handle. We have an amazing Ooh. intern right now, Amelia Laurie. She's been doing great work um, on really beefing up our platforms. Oh we haven't really had the capacity for that, but she, you know, when she came on, she's like, you're missing out on so many young people um and those are the people that are really energized and excited to do this work and she's like let me take over um the instagram platform so i think that's 502 sustainability co if you type in louisville sustainability council you'll find us okay all right are you on tiktok that's the real question (laughs) i've never logged on i don't even know i've never seen it that'll be the next phase yes (laughs) no it's all good um so let's talk about these ideas for New Year's resolutions and mm-hmm. green cleaning after the holidays. So I don't know. Did you all? Uh, it, was, it was such a weird holiday season, and New Year's was so strange. Um, did you all end up making any resolutions, or was it just like there was no party at which to share these things? So we're having it on air now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it felt like this year had such a weird like fizzle end like it didn't like did it even end are we still in it it feels so tnt was a little damp (laughs) yeah so um i think the biggest resolution was like make it to 2021 Um, but in my household our biggest said I don't I don't love the term resolution. I'm more like priority. Oh, right. Our 2021 priority is to um, source more sustainable meat. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're not huge meat eaters, but um, I'll tell you what what spurred this is on the way to the river where I run my dogs every day. We pass by the dog food plant. And you see the pigs getting dropped off. Yes, and yes. I just, oh, it's, you know, we're so far removed from our food. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And being, just seeing that little snippet um, is just like, oh, what am, I'm supporting that. And I'm so mindless about it. Yeah. Um, so I think bringing intention to consumption right. uh, is big in my house this year. I feel like no meat eater, and this is why I stopped eating meat, honestly, should be comfortable doing it without ever having slaughtered something yeah you know i'm not, I, I understand that people are going to eat meat and there are some very sustainable sources of meat and like i'm not like hardcore vegan like no one should ever eat meat 
Uh, but I do feel like you're really cheating if you just let somebody else do all the killing mm-hmm. <laughs> for you. Um, and in, in Peace Corps training, uh, as a crop extension volunteer, you know, we were working on farms. So, like, one of the days of training was we're going to slaughter chickens today. I don't think and I, I could like, do it. Um, I'm going to check out for this one. I'm not going to help people slaughter their chickens. So that was one little piece I, I chickened out on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but did you ever do it? No, I'm not down with that. I don't think I could do it either. And that is that so hypocritical of me? Well, that... I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm not pointing you out, but I think most like most people who meet eat, eat meat, and especially you know, probably eat a lot more than you do, right? Have never even thought about like what what is sustaining me here, and what is it like to even do the act of the killing the animal. But then there's so much more beyond that ethical and oh, yeah. even seeing it, seeing just the life of that, the lifespan of it all. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. So what's your, before we leave this topic, do you have any early leads on sustainable meat sourcing? Okay, yes. So we've narrowed down where we want to um, get our meat from. And so we really like, I forget the name of the shop, but it's in Logan Street Market. Nice. That's new. Um, I think owned by two brothers. And then Red Hog. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I really love um, Fox Hollow Farm. Yeah. I did a lot of work with them with OAK. Um, yeah. They have some happy animals <laughs> um, <laughs> while they're around. So I think that we, we want to be familiar with who's getting our money, mm-hmm. who's raising these lives that we are taking. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the three. Can I share my dream before we leave the issue of meat? Or maybe you have something to say about meat too, Ellen. But um, what I want is a source of Asian carp, which is this invasive species in our mm-hmm. state, right, in our region, um, that they grow really aggressively. I'm getting a look like Julia's never heard of Asian carp. So uh, this, is, this is one of our main aquatic invasive species. They're these very aggressive, large fish that, like, will flop into your canoe and scare you and kind of thing. So they're in a lot of our lakes and rivers in Kentucky. And I've only heard of one effort, and I don't know if it's still going, to actually commercialize this and, like, harvest these things mm-hmm. uh, instead of, like, growing them commercially. That's not the idea. But, like, harvest these wild, these non, these invasive things in the wild and process them for sale. So I would love a source of Asian carp, not for me, but for my cat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sustainable pet food locally. Yeah. That would That's my dream someday. You don't even <laughs> think about pet food. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. a whole... Oh, my gosh. I think the thing about the pet food deal, the the way I always justify it is what what ends up going into pet food is a lot of the sort of scraps that wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be served to humans anyway. So Mm -hmm. I I think there's most of it is probably a waste product, really. Although, you know, I I still have to feel a little bit bad about it. So then would you eat hot dogs? Do I eat? No, I don't well, eat any Because that all. would be the... I, well, see, there you go. You like, know? there are... <laughs> we are, could go on. Yeah, right. We, before this gets too grim, we better move. Did you want to say anything about your personal... It's a complicated topic. I, I, I've spent my fair share of time thinking yeah, about oh it. Um, in regards to the silver carp, or, well, the silver carp is another name for it that yep. they used when they started trying to get people to eat it. Yeah, exactly. It was a marketing <laughs> thing. Um, th- I did know that, I knew that there was a group that was trying to do that, but I don't know how successful they were. Um, a really great book for you to read, Julia, yeah. is uh, Animal Vegetable Miracle by oh, yeah. Barbara Kingsolver. It is so good, and it takes place in eastern Kentucky, and she and her family only eat uh, what they can grow and raise for a year. Ooh. And it's so, it's such a lovely, poetic 
story. It's really, really good. What is this? I'm writing it as Animal speak. Vegetable Miracle. Love it. But it's Barbara a good one. Kingsolver, who is and, a wonderful author, oh. all of her books are just amazing. It's okay. just it, it's it's just acknowledgement of the lives that are connected to yours. Mm. Human, animal. It's just it's very lovely to even just acknowledge it. Love it. Yeah. We'll read. Yeah. We're broadcasting live here on Forward Radio on Monday evening, January 4th, with uh, me, Justin Mogg, on Sustainability Now, and a couple friends from the Louisville Sustainability Council, Ellen Trahan, who is their board chair and a big fan of Barbara King Solver, and Julia <laughs> Murray, who is the program manager, who uh, were turning on to Invasive Asian Carp and uh, other sources of sustainable meat <laughs> as part of her New Year's resolution. What about you, Ellen? Did you have any other thoughts on that, on just New Year's resolutions in general? Um, and what your I, holiday was like? Well, my holiday was lovely. I spent it with a very small group right. of family. Uh, <laughs> but I like that. I, I, I think that's nice. Um, my resolutions are kind of soft. I don't tend to make like hard yeah, like this yeah. at this time I'm doing this. But I've been thinking a lot about I'm a big like uh, info collector. Like I love trivia and just learning stuff. And there's something really nice about that. But on the other hand, I find that I don't spend a lot of time in silence. So I'm always oh, like listening yeah. to podcasts or oh, yeah. watching YouTube or reading a book. Um, and while that's great and I tend to have like a really great time doing it. I don't spend a lot of time in silence and silence mm. starts to feel weird. And so, Oh yeah. You need to fix that this year. That yeah. Would be awesome. So I, a good one. I've decided that I'm going to start like intentionally incorporating silence into Ooh. like my mornings, like not turning on the radio Ooh. in the car, going for walks with my dog and just, nothing because we are just overloaded we're bombarded with mm -hmm. information well, we live right? in distraction yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and a lot of it's valuable community radio is valuable but sure. i don't think people should have it in their head 24 7 yeah. right like we definitely need time to reflect mm -hmm. and time for intentionality yeah. and mindfulness about mm -hmm. things i think that's an awesome that's, i think yeah. that's great too. start to your new year yeah and even just um just time for your brain to process the things that it is processing like have you ever like read a book or done something and then the next day you don't even remember what it was you yeah. know so i think mm -hmm. that silence is necessary to get the most out of the times when you're not in silence oh absolutely you know it's a yep. yin and a yang mm -hmm. so well, thank God for yeah. sleeping, because that is like, <laughs> we can't not do it, right? And it's the one time when we're quiet and mm -hmm. can process a little bit. Mm -hmm. This is built into our genetics, like, right? Like our body knows uh -huh. we need to just shut down for a little bit and think about things. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a very different experience to do it in a conscious way as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. um, I've done a lot of it as a Quaker, you know, sitting in silence. And so um, I know the value of it. I also know the frustrations of it. It's like sometimes it's just really, really mm -hmm. hard. And they talk about the monkey mind. And uh, oh. I mean, I do in yoga practice, too. It's, it's brought up a lot mm -hmm. as well. Um, and and it's, it's just something that's worth wrestling with. It doesn't always mm -hmm. work out right for you. But I, I almost always come away feeling like I got something out of it. Mm -hmm. um, even kind of like, when, you know, a good sleep. You always get something out of it. <laughs> right. mm -hmm. yeah. So is that going to look like meditation for you or how are you going to start with oh. this practice? I think it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I I've done meditation before. I really enjoy it. I've, I've kind of gotten away from it recently. I think for me, it's just more of that when I move to like turn something on being aware of, okay, when was the last time I had intentional silence and pulling my hand back yeah, and not pressing yeah. play? Because I do, like, 
washing dishes. I'm going to listen to a podcast about whatever. Right. And, you know, it's, it's you feel like you're multitasking. You almost kind of get like a badge of honor because you're like, I'm learning about this right. while I'm doing another right. productivity. Yes, there's <laughs> just something like addictive about productivity. Not that I would say I'm addicted, but there, there's just something accomplished. There's some level of accomplishment mm-hmm. and you have to recognize that that's not necessarily true you know there's there's beauty in silence as well so i think it's just kind of how you're going to be intentional about what you're consuming i'm going to be intentional about what i'm consuming yeah in a different way yeah that's yeah. lovely cool. i like that yeah that's Love a it. good resolution so one one resolution that people could do right now is to clean up from the holidays in a more sustainable manner right i think a lot of us had weird holidays but i think a lot of people did like more decorating than ever i know i did <laughs> like i made like four different holiday reads you know <laughs> like, and we like aligned our whole porch railing with greenery this year just because we had the time and we were stuck at home and why mm-hmm. not so the idea is can we now that if we're cleaning up our house and moving on from the holidays can we use that greenery for something good mm-hmm. and there's several ways to do that right like you can mulch your christmas tree this year yeah that's so cool i i that is something i didn't know a lot about there was a a um a campaign in louisville a couple years ago focused on recycling your christmas tree so i learned a little bit about it then but it wasn't until justin you and i had been corresponding via email lightly about this that i realized the options we have available that nobody talks about. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't know if Ellen knows about all these options, but there's basically two two ways you can go with your Christmas tree. Well, I should mention one that you would have had to plan ahead to do, which is the live tree. Have you guys ever done yes, this? Yes, I saw Where you saw buy a that. tree in a in like a ball and burlap or in a pot of some kind, and then you can go plant it after Wait, what? the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Where can you do that? So, do you know more? I I read I read that they did this in the UK. Okay. I didn't know they did this here. But you you get a tree in a pot, a and you can actually get the same tree every year over there. The one that I read oh, about, okay. you can get the same tree every year, and you can like get attached to it and name it. Uh, and then um, they <laughs> and they'll take it back. And then once it reaches a certain size, they'll plant it. Yeah. Oh, they, so they take it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so is the one you're talking about, you are then responsible for planting it. Right, exactly. And okay. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's going to be more expensive than a cut Christmas tree, obviously, but you would then have this live tree in your yard or neighborhood, wherever mm-hmm. you had a place to plant it. Um, so that's one option we would have had that's to so plan cool. ahead for. But if you've got a cut tree, you should not send it to the landfill. This is not a good solution for any of your organic waste, which is what a Christmas tree is or a Christmas wreath you know, whatever you've got with greenery on it. If it came from a plant, it should go back to the soil. Mm. And uh, there's several ways to do that. So one obvious thing is to turn it into mulch or compost. And you can do this at home, right? There's there's home versions of doing this. But the city's made it easy for you this year. You can either set your tree out for curbside pickup. Uh, just set it out plain, naked, take all the tinsel and all the lights and everything obviously off. Is this by co- the compost co-op? It, no, this is the city's curbside yard waste. So this they is will, separate. They will pick up, like they pick up your sticks or your leaves, uh-huh. they'll pick up your tree and chip it up and turn it into compost along with the other curbside yard waste that they get pick up. So that's for people who live in, you know, the 
uh, downtown services district, the original Louisville, right? Um, if you live outside of that area or if you want to maybe get some of the mulch yourself, there's three drop-off locations now mm. in town where you can bring your tree for mulching through the end of the month. And you can drop it off any Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. And those three locations are either the East District Recycling Center at 595 Hubbard's Lane. And that's the one of these three locations where you can go and you can bring a tub to take the mulch back home with you. They'll chip your tree right there for you. Cool. And you can that's take some cool. home for your yard, right? Um, there's two other locations where you can just drop it off. Uh, Public Works Yard on Lower River Road. That's 10500 Lower River Road. You enter it off of Bethany Lane. And then the third one is at the downtown here at the Waste Reduction Center at 636 Merriweather Avenue. Um, so those are three places you can go to drop off to make sure your tree is mulched no matter where you live in the county. But then there's this whole other way to go with Christmas trees, which is fish habitats. Speaking of yes. fish. Yes. I have no idea. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is amazing. Yeah. So apparently for fish reproduction, it's especially important to have these sort of I guess the way I think of them is kind of like a reef system or it's, it's a brush system within a, a body of water uh, where fish are able to kind of hide out and lay their eggs and reproduce. And Christmas trees actually make a great version of that. So the Kentucky Wildlife officials, officials are again collecting Christmas trees for fish habitats and they have drop off points across the state. Uh, where you can drop off trees anytime, you know, 8 to 5 through January 15th. So this is a little shorter okay. deadline. And then uh, you can find all the donation locations online at FW for Fish and Wildlife KY.gov. And the one place you can drop them off here in Jefferson County is at Mc McNeely Lake Boat Ramp. Now, I've never been to McNeely Lake, but I keep hearing about it and seeing it on the map. And you're like, I got to get out there sometime. <laughs> I believe it's out in southeast. Jefferson County, is that I've right? never been there, but that's where I they found my dog. At, we're from Metro <laughs> Louisville, so <laughs> so I it's close to my heart. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's in that direction. So yeah, if, if you'd like to, if you'd like your tree to go to fish habitat, especially if you live near McNeely Lake, you can go to the boat ramp, drop it off during daylight hours through January fifteenth, and everybody can find out details and locations at fw.ky. Gov. So that's one uh, good solution for cleaning up after the holidays. You guys thought of anything else? Anything you've encountered in your home as you're cleaning up that you're like, let's do this the sustainable way? Um. Well, rewinding this year, all presents, we're not doing wrapping paper. Oh, nice. It's just nice. not happening. This is what stockings are for. <laughs> right. And I mean, oh, my gosh. That shirt that no longer fits you, wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then you can make it so beautiful. Go get a clipping of, you know, pine yes. and a pine cone. Or, yes. um, so I will say that was one thing we really tried to do for the Fun. holidays so there wouldn't have to be a lot of afterthought yeah. um, or after cleanup. And you can e even incorporate another gift. So, like, I gave some dyed bandanas to Ooh. people, but I used that, like, as a wrap. Yeah. So um, we tried to get away from that after problem nice, nice. <laughs> preemptively i must have been on a different wavelength because i didn't do a ton of decorating this year i was like very minimalist <laughs> <laughs> i took full advantage of the fact that there was going to be no one in my home oh well um, yeah i didn't clean the house like i usually do that's for sure but um i would say that well, the way that my cleaning differed was out in the yard. So I didn't clip back bushes or my hostas or 
anything as much um, because I know that that is where a lot of like critters overwinter. And so I am going to save that cleanup for later. Oh, nice. Yeah. My type A personality wants to clip it up, but I'm I'm resisting. (laughs) (laughs) Will that make a difference in the long run if you don't clip like pre-frost? Um, well, you have to be really careful about timing it around the frost so that it has time to harden. Like my rosemary, I, I let that go a little bit long before I was, I shaped it, but like, um, like the hostas, their foliage dies back. So it's not going to really affect anything, but it it creates like a little habitat for things to overwinter. So I'm wondering about, so I'm having that dilemma with my cannas in the back, really, really big cannas and they need to be clipped, but I'm like, but do they need to be Uh. clipped? something to look into yeah we can google that what about you (laughs) well what i what what amanda and i have been doing is the annual organic matter rescue squad do 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 we put on our capes no just kidding we don't really have to but we we get our bike trailer out and we go around the neighborhood you see people seem to think these things called leaves are somehow trash they gotta get rid of Uh we see them as like this is awesome mulch for our garden so we go and there's these huge bags everywhere we look of leaves uh, and we just pile them on all of our community gardens, mm-hmm. our, our, our beds at home, everywhere we know that plants are going to need some nice, rich soil mm-hmm. around trees, whatever. We just we just pile them as deep as we can. And all winter long, that's going to start to compost a little, cook down a little bit. Uh, and in the in the spring, I know we're going to have great production after that. So Love it. Yeah, You're going to have some lovely butterflies, too, I bet. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. there's the all kinds of good stuff, stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> What is it with people and leaves? They hate them. I don't understand it's, it. It's that lawn culture, man. It's that lawn culture. Oh, totally, lawns. totally. <laughs> 2021, get rid of your lawn. Ooh, I love it. That is a great resolution for the new year. We're talking live here on Forward Radio with a couple friends from the Louisville Sustainability Council, Julia Murray, their program manager, and Ellen Trahan, their board chair. I'm Justin Mogg. This is Sustainability Now, coming to you live on Forward Radio here on Monday evening. We're talking about New Year's resolutions and green resolutions. And um, do something green is a big possibility for people to tap into with the resolution season, right? So tell us about this campaign uh, and these resources that the Louisville Sustainability Council has to offer. Yes, no doubt. Do Something Green is our newest program um, and initiative. It's it's many things. Right. Um, so it was born from a pledging platform, just giving people a place to go and pledge and be held accountable for doing something green, shifting to a more sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. Um, from that, we created an accessible resource library so we tried and now this is for local Kentucky so um, you want to figure out how to get LED lights in your house you want to do solar panels where do I recycle what can I recycle yeah um, it spans I mean you know sustainability is endless and now we're adding an equity section um, and so it's ever growing and just giving people a one-stop place to go and find any resource they could need right. of course that's a big task um, it is always growing we're always taking emails and comments what do you want to see what do you not see Um, we want to make sure we represent as much of the Louisville area as we can Um, so that is still growing so if you need some ideas on a new year's resolution what you can do just head to the resource library browse through some of the options and then make a pledge so what are some ideas of like pledges people have made? What what are some examples of that? Oh, it's all over the place from 
composting to driving less to no single waste plastic use plastic to just getting more educated helping out in the community um committing to do their part for equitable housing whatever it looks like i mean it it really is all over the place it's very 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 cool Mm -hmm. and so people can put themselves out there whether they're individuals or businesses as a resource in the library right Mm -hmm. yep yep so if you want to be represented um you can just send us an email and with anything in education um another nonprofit, a business what whatever and we also have a forum so if if you're um, a nonprofit and you have a brand new program but you don't have the capacity you need some volunteers Post it, post it on our forum. Um, if, if you're a community member and you just started a pledge, but you're not sure where to go from here, or if y- you know you committed to planting a garden, but does my sage look right? Post a picture here. <laughs> um, so we're really trying to open it up and make it um, a community connector. And they can email you at programs at louisvillesustainabilitycouncil.org. You got it. And that last bit is the website to go to find the Do Something Green campaign and Mm -hmm. to make your pledge. You'll do it all right there on the website, louisvillesustainabilitycouncil.org. Um, is there been an uptick at the new year? Are people thinking about resolutions? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we honestly, we need to repost it. We need to re-put it in front of everyone go. and let Here's them the know. Season. So I, that's a great idea. <laughs> Look out on Facebook tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I nice. will say, um, if you have recently started a project or an initiative, um, maybe you don't have the funding uh, and you just need some support. From this Do Something Green campaign, we have newly launched the Community Microgrant Program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great. So um, deadline is January 31st, but everyone gets it in last week anyway, so we still <laughs> have time. My New Year's resolution is to not wait to the last <laughs> Starting tomorrow. <laughs> but we're really excited about this. It's an opportunity for us to offer support and funding to different programs and initiatives no matter how big or small whether you're a student an individual a business a nonprofit, um we really want to make this year about supporting and connecting um those different programs so and, and when we say micro grant we're talking about any amount of money up to twenty five hundred dollars right? right so total this cycle this is our first grant cycle so um we're just kind of dipping our toes in the water we're figuring it out you're figuring it out um, we want it to be a very communicative process. So if you have any questions, if you have a program, but you're not sure how to connect it back to the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions, which right. is what it's kind of all about. Okay. Um, just communicate with us and we can help you figure it out. I mean, Ellen and I were talking on our way up here. You can connect anything to the reduction of mm-hmm. greenhouse gas emissions. Really? I mean, yeah. an- it's not a big stretch. No. Anything? No, not at all. And I think people get kind of hung up on the specificity of that. Um, and so it really is. We're open to all things. We're excited about all the different types of submissions. And so you can get more information on that if you head to our website, LouisvilleSustainabilityCouncil.org/microgrant. It's on our homepage, awesome. um, and it gives you all the details. Um, and the PDF of all the questions we've asked and my email. So again, if you have an idea, but you're not sure how to make it concrete or how to connect it, let's talk about it and make it work. Awesome. Wow. So 
we're trying to lower the bar for people. So applicants don't need to have done like some greenhouse gas emissions accounting or no, no. say how many m megatons of carbon they're going to prevent by this project, right? But that they just need to be oriented towards that goal in some mm -hmm. way. Right. You need to have some type of um, organization to it. Um, you need to have a plan and a direction. But we want to use this as an opportunity to inspire and excite the community yeah. and just make that idea you have gather a team we'll help fund it we'll help make it happen wow i, I bet you have dream projects when you think about this like <laughs> i'm thinking about all kinds of things i wish i had time to do but um, uh, this could be a great new year's resolution for you moving beyond those individual actions which mm -hmm. we know are important first step but are not going to save the world towards more of a collective action mm -hmm. for sustainability right like maybe your resolution could be i'm going to apply for one of those grants and just see what happens you know you're not mm -hmm. committing to any like many decade long project here this could be something small just in yeah. your neighborhood right absolutely if, if we want to help you yeah. um and if maybe Maybe you're not at the place where you're ready to take off. We can connect you to people that can help get you there. Yeah. We're going to mm -hmm. have multiple cycles. I mean, taking the first step is always the hardest, yeah, but um, <laughs> we, we are encouraging it. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so the deadline to apply for these microgrants is the end of the month. Yep, January 31st. And you go to LouisvilleSustainabilityCouncil.org to learn more about it and to apply. And again, this is open to anybody in the metro area. Uh, individuals, businesses, nonprofits, uh, all kinds of applications are being accepted right now. So don't wait till the last minute. Uh, <laughs> make it your resolution to get on this this year um, and, and pull some cool ideas together. We're looking forward to the magic you're going to make out there in the community. Um, what about the other thing that the Louisville Sustainability Council does, which is green drinks and green convenience? What are, mm -hmm. the, what are the plans for 2021 there? Are we still doing virtual? As of now, yes. we're still doing virtual. <laughs> it's so tempting to be that organization's like, we're going to be the, the first. first one back. It's like, yeah. but no, we're not going to be responsible for <laughs> spreading disease. <laughs> um, yeah, so a dr green drinks is the same as it's always been. We have a lot of really awesome speakers lined up for this year. It's monthly. It is monthly. It's Wednesday after work. It is mm -hmm. the third third wednesday of every month from mm -hmm. six to seven super lax very casual you you don't even have to have your camera on you can bring you have your own drink it's free um, <laughs> <laughs> the speaker for january is from louisville grows and they're going to be announcing some of their cool new programs Ooh. um and it's always a pleasure to have them on Ooh. they're they're very fun um so yeah that's that's a great one just to get connected with some individuals from the community ask some questions learn nice. about what's happening uh, we're always looking for green drink speakers. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're passionate about what you're doing and it falls in any of the realm of sustainability, which is everything, right, right. Um, <laughs> we would love to have you. And even if you don't have a full presentation, but you just want to engage in some conversation, right. this would be the place. This is not necessarily a fancy TED Talk or no. you don't even need slides. It's a conversation. Uh, it can be very casual. Yeah, it's a dialogue mm -hmm. for sure. A dialogue. Mm -hmm. And so the first one is January 17th, Wednesday at, at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Zoom. And, and how do I find the Zoom link and register for that? So it'll be on our Facebook. Um, it'll also be on our website and our community calendar. Nice. Um, yeah, and we also make f separate Facebook events for this. So if you just go to our Facebook, you'll see all of our events. You can click going and get the little reminder. So. And then the green convenes are kind of more formal, longer things that happen mm -hmm. quarterly. Is that right? 
Let's talk about Green Convene. Oh, yeah. all Let's right. Go. Let's talk about Green Convene. So, um, and this is all up in the air right now. Well, it's so, the start of a new year. It's, it's the start of a new year. Um, LSC's really excited about this 2021, and we really want to tap in this year to what we feel we were built to do, which is to connect at a little bit of a higher level to different organizations, yeah. businesses, like we've been talking about. Yeah. And so typically Green Convene has been more topic specific education and workshop. Um, but we kind of want to transition that into green drinks and make green drinks perhaps a little bit of a longer event, more topic specific, more action oriented. Huh. And we're thinking again, early phases. <laughs> and we're thinking of making Green Convene into whiteboard sessions for all of our organizational members. Ooh. So, like we're opening up, we're opening ourselves up to um, the three legs of sustainability. So, economic, environmental, why am I blanking Social. on that? Side? Social. Social. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, because right now we have a very specific mission following Metro of lowering greenhouse gas emissions which we all want to do, and that is still the goal. But we recognize that sustainability is so much beyond that. Right, right. Um, and so we're trying to really rally in all of the members in the community from all the different sustainability sectors and give them one place to go and talk about what they're doing, what they're mm -hmm. struggling with, programs they would love to see happen. Mm -hmm. wow. And so we're thinking about having Green Convene serve as those times. Wow. So when you so. say whiteboard session, what does that what does that mean in your mind? So that's that's just a name we came up with. It's definitely not set in stone, but Yeah, I think the thought process there was really just um coming with your wish list and coming what do you have to offer and what do you need in return? Wow. And I think that you you know, you were talking earlier, there's so much wealth in this city, both material and knowledge wise. Right. And there's a lot of businesses that want to get involved okay. and help people make things happen. There's a lot of nonprofits that want to make things happen, but maybe need some know-how or maybe need some um, financial resources mm -hmm. or logistical just help, logistical land, help, a vehicle. Kind of I mean, yeah. sometimes yeah. it just comes down to we need manpower. We need a vehicle we wow. need space for something and i really think that we just need to ma match those puzzle pieces Ooh, together so I let's like get it. them all together let's brainstorm let's collaborate yeah. let's bring that collective impact uh and so that's kind of what we're thinking for green can be it's not set in stone <laughs> we're still in the early phases of that but we we really feel like that's what we're set up to do yeah. as the Louisville Sustainability Council. And it's Connecting time. There's thinking. nothing else like it in Louisville. And there's we can't waste any more time, Justin. I <laughs> know. <laughs> so that's kind of what we're thinking for okay, Green Convene. That's great. Okay, I like that a lot. I think that'll be very successful. So the other big thing that y'all program is the annual Louisville Sustainability Summit, which went virtual for the first time mm -hmm, this year mm -hmm. in November. Am I getting that right? Mm -hmm. Yep, November uh, 11th. And 12th, I know we 12th, wanted to 12th. kind of bounce around some thoughts about the theme for the 2021 mm -hmm. summit. That's going to be in the fall again, right? Yes. It's going to be in the fall again. And so the team recently met and we were thinking this was such a wild success for us. I mean, the amount of 
energy we got from it and just excitement from the community afterwards, it was really unlike any other summit that we had hosted before. Mm -hmm. And we thought, how can we carry this in to the to the future, we can't just let this die with 2020 um, <laughs> while it was a hot topic. That's that we would be so missing the point if we did that. Yeah. And so we wanted to get your thoughts. We just started playing around with some mm -hmm. ideas nice. and we came up with loosely. We're not done yet. Ooh. <laughs> we're not done yet we're so, not we, done so yet. we wanted to explore burnout and accountability oh my gosh the movements and the support that the movements take the mental health associated oh, with wow. it yeah. staying power Stay, I think, yeah staying in power and yeah just <laughs> wow we had a great a crazy revolutionary year in 2020 we did but what do we do with that from here yeah and so that's kind of we wanted your thoughts this is totally up in the air still no, I, I think that's good because especially after this very difficult year, people are going to need that kind of support and want to have those kinds of conversations. I think you're right. Like the revolutionary nature of the times has highlighted the need for self-care in a lot of ways. Oh, my gosh. Um, and the pandemic on top of the revolutionary nature of the times. like, And the whole issue of climate anxiety, which was like, here's the irony, like, we had planned at UofL to have a workshop through the Garden Commons on climate anxiety. We've actually planned this two years in a mm -hmm. row. Each year it's gotten canceled. This year it got canceled because of COVID anxiety, right? <laughs> so it's like layers of anxiety mm -hmm. and, and people feeling overly connected, like we uh, said at the beginning, but also without the physical connections we we're having in the public meetings that we used to have, it's a lot of disconnect too. So sure. I really think the, the, the self-care and mental health angle would be a really valuable one to go in. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a good idea. And, and Ellen was talking when we were tossing around this idea and she said, you know, for so many people, the idea of this, these movements for supporting equity and climate change this is this, this was new for them this year. And she said, there have yeah. been people fighting on the front lines for years. Oh, this is yeah. not new for these people. How do they, how do they Where's stay the going? Where's the staying power coming from? Right, because, yeah. I mean, you think about this year. I mean, there's a lot of things that people want to forget. About right? 2020. I mean, how many people did you see say, oh, 2020 is over. Thank God. Welcome 2021. <laughs> but the, the things are still happening. Oh we my can't God, yeah. pretend oh my God, like 2021 yeah. is this magical turning mm -hmm. point because it's not. Things are still happening. We still have to find it within ourselves to make things happen. And I don't know if you remember, but during the summit, Elizabeth Yampier kept using the phrase leaderful. Oh, she was great. Oh, yeah. and, like and she said, Said the reason why we're able to make things happen and make things stick is because we are a leaderful movement. And as soon as one person needs to break, somebody comes in and takes the takes the baton and leads us forward. You know, and so I true. think I think the focus on staying power and how we can make our our movements stick is going to be so important. We can't forget what happened this year, yeah. as much as people want to. No yeah. doubt. No, I think that's really important, and and especially when we think about the racial justice movement mm -hmm. and all the like, our own work white people need to do mm -hmm. uh, that is going to be ongoing throughout twenty twenty one. I think that would make a really good theme in general for the summit. So I'm all on board with that. That's a great idea. We got to wrap up. We're almost out of time here, but well, I just wanted to, I wanted <laughs> to flew. let you. Uh, <laughs> plug one last time the 
the fact that this is a membership-based organization mm-hmm, and, and sure. people can become members of the council, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're supported by the community. We wouldn't be able to do the work we do if it wasn't for our, our community members and org- organizational members. Um, and support can look so much more than financial. Um, right. So if you're able to become a member and support us financially, that would be incredible. If you have um, capacity and volunteer time or ideas and inspiration, all of that is very valuable support for us. Um, so if you want to learn more or if you just want to talk about how you can get involved, mm-hmm. programs at LouisvilleSustainabilityCouncil.org, email me. And that goes for individuals and groups. Definitely. Yep, yep. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time. I've been speaking with Julia Murray. She is program manager at the Louisville Sustainability Council and the board chair, the new board chair for 2021 is Ellen Trahan. You guys have been the best. Thanks for being my live <laughs> guests here in studio. It's fun. Happy 2021. Happy 2021. (laughs) All right. Stick around, folks. Coming up in just a second, we are going to turn to our community action calendar coming to you live here on Forward Radio. So stay tuned, my friends. here on Monday evening on Ford Radio 106.5 FM and FordRadio.org with me, Justin Mogg, on Sustainability Now. This is the time in the show where we get our pencils sharpened and our calendars out and get ready to take action for sustainability. Boy, there's stuff to do every day of the year, and this first week of 2021 is certainly no exception. There is a new online course being offered by the Passionist Earth and Spirit Center called The Great Work, and it is Tuesdays beginning this Tuesday, January 5th, uh, throughout the rest of the month, and it ends on February 2nd. It's from 11 a.m. to 12.30 each of those Tuesdays every week, and it's online via Zoom. Human beings are the most advanced species on planet Earth, and we have also become the most destructive. If you puzzle at this conundrum, this course can help you understand the unique role that human beings play in our evolving, interconnected universe, and how we can harness our collective energies for personal, social, and planetary flourishing. This course will be led by Earth and Spirit Center's director, Kyle Kramer, and it'll explore how we can make a transition from a period of human devastation of the Earth to recognizing and celebrating the sacredness of all creation and finding our place within the web of life. Drawing primarily upon the work of the cultural historian and theologian Thomas Berry, in whose lineage the Earth and Spirit Center was founded, the course will explore our current ecological and cultural crises and consider the values, vision, and practical solutions we need for the healing of our world. The goal is to engage in what Barry calls the great work of our time, to bring forth an environmentally sustainable, spiritually fulfilling, and socially just human presence on the planet. Through group meditation, lectures, and discussion, you will gain resources to respond to our current situation with imagination, vision, and informed action. So you can learn more and register for this online course at Earth 
earthandspiritcenter.org. That's and all spelled out, earthandspiritcenter.org for the online course, The Great Work, beginning this Tuesday, January 5th, and running every Tuesday, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on Zoom. I also want to let you know that this Saturday, Bernheim Arboretum in Research Forest is hosting an outdoor class on getting to know trees in winter. I, man, I got to take this class. I wish Bernheim was within biking distance because I struggle with my tree identification, especially in winter. Well, you can get educated on this this Saturday the 9th from 1 to 2.30 p.m. out at Bernheim. Learning how to recognize trees in winters can be challenging but rewarding. You can join Ren Smith for an introduction to identifying common native trees. Ren will help you appreciate and celebrate the lesser-known rewards of such knowledge. The class will take place outdoors, so please dress for the weather. And class size is limited because of the pandemic, and masks and social distancing are required on the trail. Registration and payment will be due by 4 p.m. this Friday, and you can register by calling 502-955-8512, or you can just go online at bernheim.org. That's B-E-R-N-H-E-I-M.org for this Saturday, 1 to 2.30 p.m. class on getting to know trees in winter. You can also register now for the Kentuckians for the Commonwealth's Political Education Series, which is going to run all month in January. Amidst the uprising across the state and country against police brutality and the imprisonment of black and indigenous people of color, and a severe economic crisis made worse by a global pandemic, abolitionist perspectives that center mutual aid and a caring economy have also resurfaced widely. KFTC is launching a political education curriculum where we will learn from abolitionist perspectives about defunding the police and moving towards our vision for all people to enjoy a better quality of life. What will it look like? Well, they're visioning a curriculum where new content is shared weekly. Content can be uh, can supplement any anti-racism, abolition, or Black Lives Matter learning that you're already doing. And accessibility will be centered. That, that means closed captioning, ASL interpretation, and Spanish language interpretation available. And different learning styles will also be accommodated. What will you learn through this uh, political education series? Well, we'll talk about the definitions of policing, what it means to defund the police, abolition, divesting, investing, and more. You'll learn about conflict transformation, meaning when conflict comes up within us and with folks we talk to, how do we move through that towards growth and towards our vision? You'll learn about the history of policing. You'll learn alternatives to prisons and policing and much more. So if you're interested in KFTC's political education series that runs, they'll be running throughout January, it hasn't started yet, uh, you can simply sign up to learn more at the following address, cutt.ly, cutt.ly slash polyedseries, P-O-L-I-E-D series. You can also find the link for, to that uh, if, you can, if you didn't catch it and more information on the Kentuckians for the Commonwealth Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Kentuckians for the Commonwealth. And just a quick reminder about the recycling your Christmas tree options. Again, you can mulch it through January 30th either curbside uh, if you get uh, metro louisville uh, curbside pickup for your yard waste just put it out naked no decorations of any kind or lights or tinsel or any of that just put it out with your yard waste it'll get picked up through the end of the month 
or you can drop it off no matter where you live uh, at three different locations uh, through January 30th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the East District Recycling Center, 595 Hubbard's Lane, at the Public Works Yard, 10500 Lower River Road, or downtown at the Waste Reduction Center, 636 Merriweather Avenue. And uh, you can also drop them off for fish habitat through the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources. They got drop off points across the state where you can drop off trees during daylight hours through January 15th. Uh, mostly it's in parks and the location here in Jefferson County is at McNeely Lake out at the boat ramp there in Jefferson County. So that's a great option for you. Uh, and I also wanted to remind folks that uh, they are taking comments uh, and your feedback on the visioning for a new Broadway. Uh, we're very invested in that here on Forward Radio, being on Broadway. There's a new uh, reimagining process called Broadway All the Way, and they're asking for the public to take a 10-minute survey at broadwayalltheway.org. It's a visionary transportation planning process to reimagine the entire corridor from Shawnee Park to Baxter Avenue, prioritizing safety, mobility, accessibility, and equity. Metro's team has developed a series of draft plans for the unique four unique sections of Broadway and questions to better understand community priorities for the corridor now and in the future. The survey covers issues such as transit, bus stops, crosswalks, lighting, green infrastructure, sidewalks and multi-use paths, parking and public plazas and as well as gathering spaces. It'll take you about 10 or 15 minutes to complete. I, I took this survey, I can tell you, it was really interesting and exciting to see some of the options and to be able to put in my comments about what I thought would be best for each section of Broadway. And you can do that too at broadwayalltheway.org. And that's it for our community calendar of events. Thank you all for tuning in to this special live edition of Sustainability Now here on Monday evening to kick off the new year 2021. I hope you all have made some or been inspired to make some new resolutions this year or maybe apply for the Louisville Sustainability Council's microgrant program. Do so by January 30th. Don't wait till the last minute, my friends. And I will be back in your ears again in one week's time. Stay tuned to Ford Radio. Lots of great stuff coming your way here on your community grassroots radio station. Stay tuned, my friends. Yeah, yeah.